You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. The information provided by Stanley J. Turner, Attorney Law and Stanley J. Turner, PC, on America's Web Radio and applicable affiliates is for general information purposes only. This broadcast and site cannot and does not contain legal advice. The legal information is provided for general informational and educational purposes only and is not a substitute for sound, competent, and timely legal advice. Accordingly, before taking any actions based upon such information, we encourage you to consult with the appropriate legal professionals or licensed attorneys who can provide you with sound, competent, and timely legal counseling and representation if you so choose. We do not provide any kind of legal advice. The use or reliance of any information contained on the site or any mobile application is solely at your own risk. Under no circumstance should we have any liability to you for any loss or damage of any kind incurred as a result of the use of this program, this site, or any mobile application or rebroadcast of this presentation. Your use of the site and mobile application rebroadcast and your reliance upon any information on the site and mobile application and rebroadcast is solely at your own risk. Good morning. This is Stanley Turner, attorney, and I'm here this morning again to talk about It's Your Estate. Uh, It's your money, it's your estate. Now, today is December 23rd, 2020, and there's a lot going on in the world, and there's a lot going on in each of our uh, personal lives that to come up with a theme for the show, uh, it's very difficult when you talk about the changes that go on uh, in our country after elections or amidst elections, and it makes me uh, go back to my roots as a historian. Uh, before I became a lawyer, I, uh, I considered history my first love and uh, contemplated becoming a historian, studying uh, the great uh, societies and governments of past and uh being able to recognize how they evolved and how our country evolved and would continue to evolve and to continue to be great. And it made me think about what has been accomplished in the last four years as far as what is on the way to making our country great and one of those things, uh, believe it or not, I, I thought of first was space. How uh, we now have a new uh, branch of the military, which is really a, a uh, uh, you know, a, a never thought of as a military uh, uh, unit, uh, the Space Force. And I'm not going to talk about the Space Force, but it just in thinking about it and how it applies to us, it's, it's part of the evolution of the amazing changes in history that we as individuals have witnessed with our boots on the ground, not in space, but planting our feet on different continents and eventually coming to the United States, if you're in the United States, of course, if you in radio listening land or podcast viewing land are uh, outside of the United States, uh, I'm sure uh, this broadcast is coming to you with, with uh, you know, with the idea that you're going to be listening to someone who's an attorney and and practicing in Georgia 
the state of Georgia, not the country of Georgia, uh, with an eye skewing toward assisting people or not necessarily assisting by giving advice, but by giving people general information about their lives and how they can they can extend their property rights and get the assistance of uh, businesses and uh, if you want to say the assistance of the government which you know which provides laws and courts uh, to enforce those rights but what made me think about the space force was the classic government of the Republic of Venice, or as it was, uh, as it evolved through time, um, Venetia, which was a, uh, let's say, one of the first modern-day thalatocracies, uh, uh, which is a term for a state that is primarily maritime and became an empire because of their seafaring um, ability. Um, th- uh, thalatocracies seldom dominate the interior of a land, but but they, uh, because of their trade, they have such a strong network that they are run by uh, strong-minded individuals who... Uh, in this case, in, in Venice, were selected because of their age and because of their maturity and their and their wisdom and, and knowing the history of their country and their area of the world that failed them that would allow them uh, to be successful and to grow as a country in trade, to become wealthy, and to protect that that wealth through the laws that the doge, who was the uh, selected uh, presiding officer of the, uh, let's call it the Council of Venice for life, um, would, with a steady hand, provide. Now, of course, there were a lot of countries that, and uh, especially the the, uh, Turkish Empire, that were not happy with the rise of Venice to power and did all they could to uh, take away uh, their stability. And there were many wars fought, and it wasn't, uh, you know, it was clear, uh, you know, up until the... uh, Napoleonic era, when Napoleon finally, uh, uh, you know, took over the city, that it was going to be, it, it was a rough going. But they were known for their, uh, for their wealth and passing along that wealth and having a strong government guiding them to do that. And that that was, uh, you know, what I wanted to introduce that. It takes a team for you to be able to pass your wealth along or or to be able to pass your estate. And when when a person, uh, let's say going looking at this country, when a person had a farm 
and a person had um, assets that uh, consisted of of uh, those things that he surrounded himself with in his everyday life and maybe uh, money in the bank that a banker had uh, was holding on deposit for him things were pretty simple uh, you you passed your estate along to your next of kin and you would have a simple writing a will perhaps to to evidence that and if you had a family and um, children, it was pretty well known who your heirs were, and you know there wasn't going to be any dispute if you didn't have a will as to how your property was going to be uh, uh, inherited. But you you didn't have to do any uh, complicated estate planning flash forward to today's world that we in that we live in and uh, you know now if you work for someone there are laws that provide that you automatically have to start a retirement plan besides having social security in this country which will force you to take part of your uh, your income um and put it in a 401k and whether you wish to do that or not uh, most companies are setting it up that way now unless you work for a company that's a subcontracting company that pays you as a subcontractor which a lot of companies are doing to avoid having to pay um, uh, benefits insurance um provide workers compensation through their company but rather have subsidiary management companies be the uh, be the be the company you actually work for that's the workforce manager for the company that you actually provide the services for it's a complicated world now in view of the world that's changed from a uh, thalocracy, thalatocracy rather, I'm trying to pronounce the word because it's a great word. Um, we, uh, I don't think we're going to have many individual uh, situations where we go into space and we have to worry about uh, colonization and and our rights on the colonies there. That's that's probably in the future, though it might sound far-fetched but you know it seems like whenever they make movies about colonization on mars or or or, you know that there there are places beyond our realms that uh it gets you thinking and a lot of people just sort of live in that world that virtual world now the boots on the ground world that we actually live in it really is important to take hold of what's going on around you. And that's, you know, in regard to changes in laws that affect you and affect your estate. One of the uh, the biggest changes in, uh, in my world, in my estate uh, law practice, is has been the change in the 
the the laws regarding powers of attorney. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. And in Georgia, in 2017, they had a new power of attorney act passed, which if you haven't had your power of attorney, if you have one updated or need a power of attorney, you have to really uh, be aware of what you need to accomplish in a power of attorney. Uh, we're about to take a break uh, very shortly, and I'll begin uh, going over powers of attorney uh, shortly. But until then, I will see you. See you in a little bit. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around Town Movers for that local or cross-country move, Timothy. Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Call them. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. The information provided by Stanley J. Turner, Attorney Law and Stanley J. Turner, PC, on America's Web Radio and applicable affiliates is for general information purposes only. This broadcast and site cannot and does not contain legal advice. The legal information is provided for general informational and educational purposes only and is not a substitute for sound, competent, and timely legal advice. Accordingly, before taking any actions based upon such information, we encourage you to consult with the appropriate legal professionals or licensed attorneys who can provide you with sound, competent, and timely legal counseling and representation if you so choose. We do not provide any kind of legal advice. The use or reliance of any information contained on the site or any mobile application is solely at your own risk. Under no circumstance should we have any liability to you for any loss or damage of any kind incurred as a result of the use of this program, this site, or any mobile application or rebroadcast of this presentation. Your use of the site and mobile application or rebroadcast and your reliance upon any information on the site and mobile application and rebroadcast is solely at your own risk. Thank you, Brett. I'm, I'm back again. This is Stanley Turner, and it's your estate. And I just wanted to point out those in uh, podcast and live viewing land that this is not a virtual background in back of me. It's actually the uh, flag of our country, and uh, it's it's a, a wonderful backdrop. I, I wish to to uh, well, I hope I am serving you as citizens of our country, and uh, perhaps future citizens of our country. If some of you are aspiring and are going through legal uh, uh, means to become citizens, that you respect that flag. You honor that flag, you cherish that flag, and you herald that flag. That flag is a symbol, but it's a very strong symbol. And as an attorney, you take an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States, and that flag stands for the Constitution of our of our country, and it's a great country. Now, I'm an attorney. Uh, when you talk about... Becoming an attorney, you go to school, unless you're Abraham Lincoln, and and uh, 
and you know lived in a time where you studied to become an attorney by candlelight and uh, you uh, got paid in chickens and and if you had a big tall hat like Abraham Lincoln you could stick a chicken in your hat and go to court and not worry about uh, uh, getting clawed too bad by the chicken squirming around under your hat uh, if you could settle the case quick enough. If not, well, you, you may have a problem, may need to get a recess. But being an attorney is different than a power of attorney. Of course, that that's the, I just want to talk about the, 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 in generality, the power of attorney. Power of attorney or letter of attorney, as some places refer to it, is a written authorization to represent or act on another's behalf in private affairs, business, or some other legal matter. The person authorizing the other to act is the principal, grantor, or donor of that power. The one authorized to act is the agent, attorney, or in common law jurisdictions, the attorney in fact. You don't become an attorney at law by someone giving you a power of attorney, but you become an attorney in fact. It used to be that the term power referred to an instrument signed under seal uh, while a letter was an instrument under hand, meaning that it was simply signed by the parties But today, a power of attorney does not need to be signed under seal, though most jurisdictions require that powers of attorney need to be notarized or witnessed. But others will enforce a power of attorney as long as it is signed by the grantor. Now, that is uh, not the case in, in Georgia at the current time. Now, the uh, term attorney, in fact, is used in many jurisdictions instead of the term agent. Uh, And as I said, the term should be distinguished from the term attorney at law. In the United States, an attorney at law is a solicitor who is also licensed to be an advocate in a particular jurisdiction. An attorney, in fact, may be a layperson and is authorized pursuant to the powers granted by a power of attorney instrument, but may not engage in acts that would constitute the unauthorized practice of law. Now, in in this jurisdiction, in many respects, the powers of attorney that you can be granted can be construed to be given the agent or the attorney, in fact, a broad range of powers that were previously uh, given only to the uh, to the principal of the of the power of attorney or to a guardian or a conservator for them to act if they couldn't act on their own unless the attorney, in fact, was uh, by consensus and by, uh, by 
you know, by the court that they were appearing in or the administrator that they were appearing in given permission to act under the rules of that forum. Now, there are other ways that attorney, in fact, is used uh, in a uh, insurance exchange in in laws uh, regarding insurance. A attorney, in fact, can be considered a stakeholder or trustee who takes custody of funds placed on deposit with him and then uses those funds to pay an insurance claim. When all claims are paid, the attorney, in fact, then returns the leftover funds to the subscribers of the insurance exchange. The Uniform Power of Attorney Act employs the term agent. As an agent, an attorney, in fact, is a fiduciary for the principal, so that the law requires an attorney, in fact, to be completely honest with and loyal to the principal in their dealings with each other. When you're selecting an attorney, in fact, care must be given to that selection because attorneys, in fact, have used their authority to steal the assets of vulnerable individuals such as the elderly. There are laws protecting the elderly. Elder abuse laws are very much effective and enforced, but oftentimes elder abuse and abuse of powers of attorney go undetected. Now, relevant to giving power of attorneys is the capacity of the grantor. And in fact, the the power of attorney is dependent upon the capacity of the of the grantor. The grantor must be of age and have the requisite mental capacity to be able to grant the authority for someone to act and to be given permission to create the power of attorney. For example, a person suffering from Alzheimer's disease or a head injury in a car crash may be while they're suffering from that, lack the mental capacity to be able to grant a power of attorney. Or in some cases, when you have a power of attorney, you can limit the duration of the power of attorney so that when you become affected by a loss of mental capacity, that it will no longer be effective. That is kind of defeating the purpose of the power of attorney in in exchange for that protection because in most situations nowadays people though not following the uh, the the example of the uh, the elderly being those who are most uh looked upon as the leaders of the Venetian community, as I was talking about before the break, uh, people 
need the protection of someone they trust when they do become uh, unable to handle their affairs and can't remember uh, even giving someone the permission to handle their affairs by creating specific conditions that the agent will be able to continue with representing them as their agent and having permissions to represent them under under the power of attorney. Now, this type of power of attorney is commonly referred to as a durable power of attorney. If someone is already incapacitated, it is not possible for that person to execute a valid uh, power. Although in some jurisdictions, it may be possible to someone for someone to have the capacity to execute a power of attorney even if they do not have the capacity to make the the decisions that they are delegating in other words the distinction is if you want to have someone make your decisions for you whether you're incapacitated or not you can delegate your authority to make a power of attorney to someone that you trust to have a power of attorney to make a continuing power of attorney for them to act under certain circumstances. Now, the difference is if someone is already uh, uh, incapacitated and they don't have the capacity to make decisions they are delegating, uh, often the only way for a, a party to act on their behalf is to have a court impose a conservatorship or as uh, referred to in some jurisdictions a guardianship of the property of an individual of an incapacitated in, adult individual as differing from a conservatorship for a minor which has nothing to do with uh, the minor being uh, incapacitated because of uh, uh, mental uh, incapacity, though it, it it certainly would be a viable reason to have a minor conservatorship. Uh, minor conservatorships uh, are usually put into place for a minor who's not of age, and until they are of age, they need someone to handle uh, their property because of an inheritance or uh, some type of uh, property settlement uh, to, to name just a couple of uh, asset uh, uh, managing uh, incidents of ownership of a minor's property that need to be protected and court supervised. Uh, I'll be back shortly with uh, some information about the uh, the types of powers of attorneys and the the powers of attorneys that are prevalent now that you should have if you live in Georgia and and have an outdated power of attorney this is Rocky Blyer, and I hope you'll make plans to join us on January 28th for Warriors for Hope. I'm thrilled to be a part of this virtual fundraiser for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and Warrior to Citizen. These organizations do so much to support veterans, first responders, and families who've been touched by pediatric cancer. 
I'd also like to thank David Moxley and his show, David's Pick, here on America's Web Radio, for supporting Warriors for Hope. And I know you'll want to join in and support this event as well on January 28th. So visit warriorsforhope.events. That's warriors and the number four, hope.events. You can make a gift and reserve your seat for this virtual benefit. Again, that's warriors and the number four, hope.events. Thanks for your support, and I'll see you at noon on January 28th. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. The information provided by Stanley J. Turner, Attorney Law and Stanley J. Turner, PC, on America's Web Radio and applicable affiliates is for general information purposes only. This broadcast and site cannot and does not contain legal advice. The legal information is provided for general informational and educational purposes only and is not a substitute for sound, competent, and timely legal advice. Accordingly, before taking any actions based upon such information, we encourage you to consult with the appropriate legal professionals or licensed attorneys who can provide you with sound, competent, and timely legal counseling and representation if you so choose. We do not provide any kind of legal advice. The use or reliance of any information contained on the site or any mobile application is solely at your own risk. Under no circumstance you have any liability to you for any loss or damage of any kind incurred as a result of the use of this program, this site, or any mobile application or rebroadcast of this presentation. Your use of the site and mobile application or rebroadcast and your reliance upon any information on the site and mobile application and rebroadcast is solely at your own risk. Hello, I'm back. This is Stanley Turner. It's your estate. We're here today talking about powers of attorney. There, there is, depending upon the jurisdiction, uh, some laws, and I, it, it, it really goes back to frontier times when uh, a lot of people couldn't write. Uh, they would uh, have, by common law, uh, powers of attorney that they may give under oath to establish, uh, whether it was witnessed or not, that... Uh, they're giving a power of attorney for someone to appear in court for them and or or the power of attorney that they give orally uh, may or may not hold up the same as if it were in writing however that is bad a bad idea don't don't think that just because you give someone the authority and and you instruct them to do something for you that a court is going to uh, accept their uh, appearance for you. Now, if you're an attorney at law, th- th- that might be different. There are court rules that uh, come into play uh, where attorney at laws uh, are given authority, but they always have a, a a document, a writing to file with the court to back up the authority that the the uh, the client would give them to appear in court. Uh, for most purposes, the law requires a power of attorney to be in writing. Many institutions, such as hospitals, banks, the Internal Revenue Service, require a power of attorney to be in writing before they will honor it, and they will usually keep a duplicate original or copy for their records. Nursing homes follow the same practice. Uh, the law has a... Um, has a principle called the equal dignity rule 
that requires an authorization for someone performing certain acts for another person to have been appointed if they're given authority to perform such acts with the same formal same formality as required for the act to be accomplished that the representative the representative is going to perform for example this means that if a principal authorizes someone to sell the principal's house or other real estate and the law requires a contract for the sale of real property to be in writing which is required under the statute of frauds in most US jurisdictions the author- authorization for the other person to sign the sales contract indeed must be in writing too Likewise, in common law jurisdictions other than the U.S., a power of attorney to execute a deed, a, for example, an instrument or seal or executed in the presence of two witnesses, must be itself executed as a deed. For a power of attorney to become legally a legally enforceable document, at a minimum, it must be signed and dated by the principal. Some jurisdictions also require that a power of attorney be witnessed, notarized, or both. Even when not required, having the document reviewed and signed and often stamped by a notary public may increase the likelihood of withstanding a legal challenge. Most importantly, having a document signed that's going to be accepted by those that you want to rely on it should meet the standards of efficacy that the uh, business, the bank, the administrative body requires of you to accept the power of attorney. Now, if a attorney, in fact, is going to be paid on behalf of the principal, a contract for payment may be separate from the document granting the power of attorney. If that separate contract is in writing as a separate document and be kept private between the principal and agent, even when the power of attorney is presented to others for the carrying out of the agent's duties, this does not mean that they are being paid to act as an attorney and, and performing the illegal practice of law. It's just a binding uh, contract to perform personal services by being the agent for the principal. Now, there are different types of power of attorney. There, uh, there is the power of attorney called the special or limited power of attorney, uh, general power of attorney, or temporary. A special power of attorney is one that is limited to a specified act or type of act. A general power of attorney is one that allows the agent to make all personal and business decisions. A temporary power of attorney is one with a limited time frame. If ever required, a durable power of attorney can be revoked or changed as long as the principal is still mentally competent to act. Now, going back to uh, common law principles, a power of attorney under common law became ineffective 
if its grantor died or became incapacitated, meaning unable to grant such a power because of physical injury or mental illness. For example, unless the grantor or principal donor specifies that the power of attorney will continue to be effective even if the grantor becomes incapacitated, it ceases to be effective. And of course, the power of attorney in such a case also is no longer effective when a person, uh, when, the, when the principal dies. This type of power of attorney is called power of attorney with durable provisions in the United States or enduring power of attorney, lasting or continuing power of attorney elsewhere. In effect, under a durable power of attorney, the authority of the attorney, in fact, to act or make decisions on behalf of the grantor and continue un- continues until the grantor's death. Uh, our discussion today is not going to uh, discuss health care powers of attorney, but those are definitely a type of power of attorney that you need to deal with and, and the relationship with the uh, ad- advanced health care directives, uh, which most states uh, would have laws, specific laws requiring appointments of surrogates and health care agents, and uh, Georgia is one of those states. In, in fact, included in the health care agent, there is a living will provision which is combined with the health care directive in Georgia. Today we're talking about general powers of attorney and and you know one of the things that uh, you can do when you grant a power of attorney and in, in in some U.S. states and other jurisdictions, it is possible to grant a springing power of attorney, a power that only takes effect after the incapacity of the grantor or some other definite future act or circumstances. After such incapacitation, the power is identical to a durable power, but cannot be invoked before the incapacity. This power may be used to allow a spouse or family member to manage the grantor's affairs in case of injury or illness and uh, where the grantor is unable to act. If a springing power is used, the grantor should specify exactly how and when the power springs into effect. As the result of privacy legislation in the U.S., medical doctors who often not reveal information relating to capacity of the principal unless the power of attorneys specifically authorizes them to do so. Determining whether the principal is disabled enough to initiate this type of representation is a formal process. Sometimes it is short-circuited by the uh, the own initiation of of uh, powers that the the uh, principal makes, designating. Uh, a family member or their own agent to, uh, you know, in their opinion, to make uh, the determination that a 
grantor is incapacitated. Uh, now, unless the you make the springing powers of attorney automatic, or you make someone that power of attorney, uh, you know, from the get-go, initially, the to have the power of attorney in effect. Uh, some institutions may refuse to work with the attorney, in fact, and disputes often go to court uh, unless your power of attorney uh effectively provides for that now that is is really the the subject of my uh show today the general durable power of attorney in georgia which has been in effect since uh may of 2017 which if you haven't reviewed your power of attorney recently, you may want to engage in the process of reviewing it and decide that you wish to make changes because the law has now effectively uh, provided a, uh, a way to establish a general durable power of attorney with selective provisions which you can tailor make to fit your circumstances. Uh, I'll begin by saying that the Georgia General Durable Power of Attorney states that this power of attorney authorizes another person called your agent to make decisions concerning your property for you. Your agent will be able to make decisions and act with respect to your property, including your money, whether or not you're able to act for yourself. The meaning of authority over subjects listed on the the form that's the statutory form is explained in OCGA Chapter 6B of Title 10 of the Official Code of Georgia. This power of attorney does not authorize the agent to make health care decisions for you. You should select someone you trust to serve as your agent. Unless you specify otherwise, generally the agent's authority will continue until you die or revoke the power of attorney or the agent resigns or is unable to act for you. If you revoke the power of attorney, You must communicate your revocation by notice to the agent in writing by certified mail and file such notice with the clerk of the superior court in your county of domicile. Your agent is not entitled to any compensation unless you state otherwise in the special instructions. Your agent shall be entitled to reimbursement of reasonable expenses incurred in performing the acts required by you in your power of attorney. This form provides for designation of one agent. If you wish to name more than one agent, you may name a successor agent or name a co-agent in the special instructions. Co-agents will not be required to act together unless you include the requirement in the special instructions. It is your, if your agent is unable to or unwilling to act for you, 
your power of attorney will end unless you have named a successor agent. You may also name a second successor agent. The power of attorney shall be durable unless you state otherwise in the special instructions. The power of attorney becomes effective immediately unless you state otherwise in the special instructions. Now, this is a pretty heavy-duty document, and I'll go over it uh, more carefully with you and the reasons that they've made changes in the law uh, after our next break, and I'll spend the last 15 minutes of the show discussing it. Thank you. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. This is Rocky Blyer, and I hope you'll make plans to join us on January 28th for Warriors for Hope. I'm thrilled to be a part of this virtual fundraiser for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and Warrior to Citizen. These organizations do so much to support veterans, first responders, and families who've been touched by pediatric cancer. I'd also like to thank David Moxley and his show, David's Pick, here on America's Web Radio, for supporting Warriors for Hope. And I know you'll want to join in and support this event as well on January 28th. So visit warriorsforhope.events. That's warriors and the number four, hope.events. You can make a gift and reserve your seat for this virtual benefit. Again, that's warriors and the number four, hope.events. Thanks for your support, and I'll see you at noon on January 28th. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. The information provided by Stanley J. Turner, Attorney Law, and Stanley J. Turner, PC, America's Web Radio and applicable affiliates, is for general information purposes only. This broadcast and site cannot and does not contain legal advice. The legal information is provided for general informational and educational purposes only and is not a substitute for sound, competent, and timely legal advice. Accordingly, before taking any actions based upon such information, we encourage you to consult with the appropriate legal professionals or licensed attorneys who can provide you with sound, competent, and timely legal counseling and representation if you so choose. We do not provide any kind of legal advice. The use or reliance of any information contained on the site or any mobile application is solely at your own risk. Under no circumstance should we have any liability to you for any loss or damage of any kind incurred as a result of the use of this program, this site, or any mobile application or rebroadcast of this presentation. Your use of the site and mobile application or rebroadcast and your reliance upon any information on the site and mobile application and rebroadcast is solely at your own risk. Hello again. This is Stanley Turner. I'm back with you and I'm discussing the uh, relatively uh, new Uniform Power of Attorney Act, which was effective in Georgia, in the state of Georgia, as of July 1st, 2017. Uh, the legislature, of course, met in May of that year to work on this, and they, uh, in their in in their ability to uh, take recommendations from the uh, various. Uh, uh, Parts of the state bar of Georgia and, and the, and, and particularly the fiduciary law committee, they uh, came up with a proposal as to uh, what you should do beginning July first, twenty seventeen, and how to apply the uh, UPOAA Uniform uh, Power of Attorney Act. Uh, how the power of attorney must be signed in a particular manage, a manner to be valid, uh, and the reasons why this act uh, came into being, uh, 
and in particular uh, to encourage a third party's acceptance of a power of attorney. Uh, the UPOAA adds significant protections for a third party who accept who accepts a power of attorney. The power of attorney also provides the uh, principal, it provides that if the principal revoking either the powers of attorney or the, or the agent's authority under the power of attorney, how a revocation notice and a court filing may be required. It also has provisions for describing how an agent that accepts appointment under a power of attorney must comply with all applicable fiduciary duties. It also has provisions as to how co-agents may have an affirmative duty to act to protect the principal's best interest. The uh, Uniform Act expands the options for obtaining court scrutiny of an agent's actions and for holding an agent liable for damages suffered by the principal. The Act also has provisions to force acceptance of the power of attorney if certain conditions are satisfied. Now, what should you have done beginning July 1, 2017? Well, just because this new law went into effect doesn't mean that your your old power of attorney executed in Georgia was no longer valid. In fact, uh, there are many versions of power of attorneys that have been executed over the years that haven't been brought up to date uh, over the course of time with uh, changes in uh, in attitudes. As Jimmy Buffett used to say, changes in attitude, changes in latitudes. Uh, you know, people have uh, l- lawyer phobia. They don't like to go see lawyers. They don't uh, think lawyers, uh, you know, they think lawyers are, will, will perform a walladectomy every time you go see them. Uh, uh, most lawyers are are devoted persons and to the public and uh, there are bad apple lawyers I suppose I don't really uh, know of of any because it's my duty uh, if I know of one to basically report him to the state bar so that he doesn't have the opportunity or he will learn not to be such a bad uh, sort uh, when it comes to my attention um, but getting back to the current state of things, uh, executed power of attorneys prior to the institution of this act are continue to be valid. Those who have power of attorneys executed before July first, twenty July first, twenty seventeen, especially ones that are more than a few years old, should strongly consider having their updated powers of attorney prepared. Uh, one of the features of the power of attorney in the new st- is the new statutory form of attorney that I began reading to you in the previous segment. Uh, and that power of attorney form is contained in the law itself in Code Section 106B, 
70 of OCGA, Official Code of Georgia. While not required a power of attorney executed on or after July 1st, 2017 must either use the statutory form or form that substantially reflects the language in the statutory form. If you want the new ability to force acceptance of the POA upon third parties, which is the uh, which is the real meat and potatoes of this matter, uh, if you have a power of attorney, especially if you're a successor power of attorney and and someone else has been acting as a power of attorney or uh, it uh, it was revoked and and there's been a, a lack of proof of the survivorship of the principal to show that he is effectively uh, still wanting that power of attorney to be enforced, you have a lot of pushback. From uh, from you know from persons who would otherwise need to rely on the power of attorney to effectuate what you need to have done to protect your property under that under power of attorney. So the strong language forcing uh, substantially forcing third parties to accept it is one of the intended uh, uses of the party uh, use of the power of attorney and using the statutory form as a good starting point but then you should make careful modifications of it so that the power of attorney is improved but still qualify as substantially reflecting the language in the statutory form Updating power of attorney documents may make them easier to use when needed, since third parties will be more likely to honor them. If the power of attorney is the actual statutory form or it substantially reflects the language in the statutory form, the new law will give the agent the ability to force a reluctant third party to accept the power of attorney. Another potential benefit from updating an older power of attorney is that in doing so, you may help reduce the risk that the power of attorney could be abused by the agent. One particular situation is that there are in the older power of attorney forms, you basically initialed or signed carte blanche many powers that that you uh, you basically saw that you could give the authority to an agent to use and not restrict him from doing some things and if you were not careful you were giving the power of attorney to change your estate uh, it's hard to give someone the power of attorney to change a trust because a trust may control whether you can give someone that authority or not but that's another matter. But a lot of times, there's uh, there on the older power of attorney forms, you were giving uh, willy nilly the uh, the agent the power to change life insurance provisions, to change beneficiaries of life insurance policy, to change estate planning that you may have done that you you may have uh, put into effect, and the agent. May uh, may have may have undone what you uh, 
may have wanted to do but were not careful to protect yourself. Now, in general, the powers of attorney uh, created before July 1st, 2017, and those created on or after July that are not covered by the UPO still would be subject to pre-July 1st, 2017 law. Now, the, the UPOAA only applies to general financial power of attorneys that are written and created by an individual after July 1st, 2017. A power of attorney must be signed in a particular manner to be valid under the, under the new uh, act. To be valid under the new act, a Georgia power of attorney must be signed by the principal, attested and signed by one or more witnesses and a notary public. If you're giving the agent, of course, authority to borrow money against real estate or to transfer money under real estate, you may have to uh, have at least two other witnesses besides the notary public witness that. Now, I'm going to run out of time explaining this, and I, I apologize for not being able to go into greater depth and to greater emphasize the need to update your documents. But I encourage you to talk to your attorney or whoever uh, you depend upon for uh, advice about these matters to protect your estate. Until the next time when I can talk about protecting your estate and the circumstances under which you can protect it by power of attorney, uh, I will be hoping to see your smiling faces. And yes, you out there, you out there with the shiny teeth. Uh, you may need a power of attorney to pay your dentist uh, if they turn yellow. So make sure you put special – no, I'm just kidding. But you, you have all sorts of special provisions you can put in power of attorneys now. So I encourage you to look at what you need to do. And I thank you very much for listening to me and giving me your time today. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.